And now, Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Uh, I'm Tony Gismondi here with Casey Wilson in today's show. We are home for the holidays. Uh, we're going to speak to a number of guests today, some favorite interviews, some uh, late uh, breaking interviews. Christine Coletta will join us from uh, Haywire Wines in Okanagan Crush Pad. Krista Lee McWaters of Time Winery uh, in Penticton will also uh, join us on the show today. And we're going to have some fun with a couple of Food Network stars, husband and wife team, Anna and Michael Olson. Uh, one new book, one uh, holiday uh, uh, presentation ideas, and, and all of that for you to listen to. So really, what you need to do is uh, build a fire, grab a glass of port, and uh, sit down, relax. The Olsons are up next on the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. There's more to come. This is the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Savon Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Savon Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Join BC Food and Wine Radio at the 42nd Vancouver International Wine Festival, February 27th to 29th. Advanced tickets for International Festival tastings, Delta Airlines Tasting Lounge, and Gold Passes are on sale now. For a free International Festival tasting ticket worth up to $115, choose from four sessions. Book a downtown hotel via stayvancouverhotels.com by February 13th. Details are at vanwinefest.ca. Limited supply, so book now. And to win tickets to the Friday evening tasting, listen to this station. Come see Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson talking with international and BC vine stars in the tasting room at the Vancouver International Wine Festival. Don't wine and drive. It's Jesse here from Black Hills Estate Winery, inviting you to join us this winter to experience the best that BC has to offer. Enjoy an educational seated wine flight and sample our flagship red wine, Nota Bene, while taking in the serene vineyard views. Or check out our online store for seasonal specials, new wine releases, and more. We're open seven days a week from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, like us on Facebook or visit blackhillswinery.com. The Upper Bench of BC's Similkameen Valley. For those in the know, it's a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. And it's here, nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clodisole Winery. Surrounded by an idyllic organic vineyard using natural ferments and small art artisanal winemaking, they produce elegant and age-worthy wines that reflect the unique land. You can find Clotus Olay wines in fine wine shops and restaurants across the province or order online at clotisolay.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. I'm Tony Gismondi with Casey Wilson, and uh, we're home for the holidays. Actually, uh, Wilson's just gone out to get some wood for the fireplace. 
And uh, I'm opening a nice bottle of port because why else wouldn't you have a glass of port during this time of the year? And what better way to enjoy the holidays than with a cookbook called Set for the Holidays? And so we had a fantastic chat with Chef Michael Olson and Chef Anna Olson uh, with a BC Food and Wine holiday flashback right now. To get set for the holidays, we have Anna Olson here with her uh, latest book now that's just won a lovely award. Mm-hmm. Uh, a silver at Taste Canada. Taste Canada. That's it, a big deal. It yes, does. and it was on our top ten list for the year last yeah. year on well, the you have BC taste. Food and you Wine. You have taste, Casey. I have taste. <laughs> yeah. uh, recipes to bring comfort and joy. Sounds like a, a song. Yeah. Well, after you eat some of the food, hopefully you yeah. want to sing. So. It seems like we it seems like we all need more comfort and joy in our life, and uh, maybe food is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, do you like what you're doing? I love it. I love writing recipes. Mm-hmm. We cook to share. But between Michael and myself, I mean, this is our world. Here we are with two cookbooks. But I think it's it's important when we speak to people about taking that little bit of time, um, especially as we gear up. You know, we like to put our checklists double in size around the holiday season, mm-hmm. and to d- actually stop for a minute, make a meal, sit down together, as the Canada Food Guide tells us to. Yes, um, you know that's an important part of eating. It's not just about counting calories and. You know, counting our vegetable portions. We love our vegetables, but it's it. the holiday time reminds us that it's time spent with family and friends that counts. I'd At like to start with Michael's signature Caesars, <laughs> which is All in your right. book. That, I love that recipe. And I do judging on Caesars. Mm-hmm. I've done it up at Whistler for the last nine ah. years. And when I, I thought I'd, I had seen everything, just quickly tell us how to make a, or m- either you or Michael, how to make that fantastic signature Caesar. Well, the signature comes down to the jardinier vegetables. So a good Caesar is partly about the garnishes. Yes. And so what Michael did one time that started this is he took basic crudite style vegetables, celery, carrots, uh, cucumbers, put them in a mason jar with a little garlic uh, and a little thyme, pour the bottle of vodka in the jar, put it in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. So osmosis happens. And so the, the vegetables take on the vodka flavor. Some of the vegetable flavor goes into the vodka. So it really gives depth to your Caesar. Um, and it makes a delicious garnish. Just you got to make sure the kids don't reach in it. That's not not the vegetables for the crew to take. Strangely right? yeah. healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, very healthy. Yeah, very uplifting. <laughs> Can't wait to have that, Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing both you and Michael have in your books, you guys really know how to bake a ham. And <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this, but I, I'm really not into buying a spiral ham mm. at a discount store. I mean, tell us what ham how you choose ham. Why don't you jump in on that one, Michael? Sure. I, I have a soft spot uh, for ham because it was always, when I was a kid, it was always our Christmas Eve dinner. My, yes. I'm the youngest of seven. My mother would drag us to the United Church in Foam Lake, Saskatchewan, and we would race down the street because there was ham and scalloped potatoes. <laughs> oh, that sounds so, so good. <laughs> what I look for is a bone-in smoked ham, and uh, that is a large proposition because yes. you know it'll weigh 20 pounds but you can buy a section of it i i would just recommend that if it's got the bone on it it won't be processed it won't have that kind of right baloney sort of looking right. uh, deli ham. yeah but i if it's on the bone it'll 
typically be you know whole grain and less fiddled with but we we roast it slowly so if we have a full size one we would put it into the oven at the latest part of the evening so if you can manage to stay up till midnight a very slow oven and you wake up at uh, 8 a.m and it just Balls it's, off the bone. It's like the garig of pig. All it's right. Yes. Now we're talking. House is filled with yeah. this oh. beautiful. And then and that connects to my family memory because ham in our house was the the Christmas morning dish. Mm-hmm. And so to right. wake up and smell ham in the morning meant it wow. was Christmas. And was this in the U.S.? I know you were born in the States. But I grew up in Canada. Okay. So I grew up in Toronto, and it was just part of our family tradition. Um, but family would come stay with us. I came from a small family. Michael's the youngest of seven. But our smaller insular group would get together, and that's when I would connect with my grandma and bake cookies with her. And, um, yeah, some of the recipes in this book connect to both of our family Mm. traditions because as you grow as a family, you create new special memories, and those new recipes pop up and then become part of the new tradition. We're speaking with Anna Olson and Michael Olson. Uh, Anna, set for the holidays, how do we not panic about getting ready and cooking, or how do we... Do we make that part of getting ready, or? Well, if you love, I mean, that I see stress. people. Oh, I haven't cooked anything. <laughs> I got to make cookies, and I've got no time, and this and that. How how do you manage that? Well, that I mean, as I mentioned earlier, we tend to give ourselves these pressured checklists of things to yeah. do. Um, something that I included in set for the holidays that I think is worth noting in every single recipe, no matter how simple or complicated, has make ahead tips. So I will tell you what portion or can the entire recipe be made ahead and frozen? Can you assemble parts of the big meal ahead of time to Mm -hmm. make, uh, to shave time off of that moment? Sometimes preparing the big dinner um, is is about juggling oven space and stove space. You have to plan your menu yes, you do. so that all of a sudden you're not left holding the pot of bean, green beans going, well, where is this going to go? Mm-hmm. Um, so part of taking the stress off is knowing what you can do ahead of time. And just to point out, while I'm known for my baking, half of this book are savory recipes, yeah. the full menus, the appetizers. I find that's, do you agree, Michael? We get asked a lot about those, how to win in the appetizer category. Oh, and people will ask, sorry, people will ask us, like, just give me one appetizer because they don't want to have that frozen. And I want to tell you which one. Your sausage dressing squares. Yes. Mm. That's an unbelievable (laughs) easy recipe. I know. Do you have any, uh, Anna? (laughs) Wow. Well, the ease in that recipe is I took the baking principle of making squares, which we do because they're easy. You prepare the the dish in one bowl, you press it in a pan, you bake it, and you portion it and you get 24 portions out of one easy effort. So I applied that principle to appetizers. And so this takes... Pre-made good quality stuffing, you add a little maple syrup, a little cranberry, a little pistachio, you press it into the pan, and then you can do, if you want, a bacon weave on top. So I'm channeling my inner Michael here. Yes. And when you bake it and cut it into portions, it is just delectable. And you definitely can make that ahead and freeze it. Like with... 1990 Dom Perignon. That would be just oh, I'm, so good. Oh, yeah. Good. All right. Be good. Uh, we better so come back. Good. That's kind of a high-low. <laughs> wow. Say. I like your approach. <laughs> that, is, that sounds fantastic. And I have never seen this before. Build a butter tart buffet. I mean, who would do a butter tart buffet? Tell us. How do you do that? I would go that? to one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, y- when you're having, if you're having that holiday open house or you're opening your door to beyond your extended family and you have to make something that pleases everyone, 
I mean, I, a butter tart is is wonderfully Canadian, but you know how political they can be. Raisins, no raisins. Oh, exactly. Walnuts, no walnuts. And so the butter tart buffet, um, you can make individual butter tarts, or what I do here in the book is make butter tart bars, but they're plain. No filling. But then you set out the dishes of whiskey-soaked raisins and maple-toasted walnuts mm. and salt butter-roasted pecans, maybe even some chopped cooked bacon or chocolate chips. And mm. then you put out... You put out ice cream or whipped cream, a little bit of sauce so everything can glue on. And you let people assemble their own dessert. And you know what I've found is inevitably everybody they puts put everything, everything on. Yes. Yeah. Solves the world's problems. Preferences <laughs> disappear when they're standing yeah. in front yeah. of the landscape of toppings. I yeah. mean, if, if, if I think of an easy out for an open house where I said the, the ham is too much for even two people to handle, if you had a big gang coming over... If you did that ham and then Anna's butter tart oh. buffet, and put out some rolls and mustard. That's and easy. Let them figure it People out. People know what it's, to do. Mm. People know what it's to do. It's actually a good way to weed out your your crowd. If 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 your people don't know how to assemble a ham sandwich when there's a knife, buns, and mustard in front of them, maybe they shouldn't be invited. Yeah, back we next can't year. be friends. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree with that. Now, Anna and I met on a trip to Spain. Mm-hmm. We had a wonderful time, and I understand you're taking a group to Spain. When is that, and how can we get on that trip? Well, we are hosting a seven-day culinary tour um, to Andalusia. Three nights in Seville, two Córdoba, two Granada, and it's all themed around foods. We have a, a friend, um, family friends that uh, run a jamón facility up in the Sierra Nevadas. And so this is... I'm a, in. It's a, <laughs> it's exactly. a small group. We only take... Um, we book seven rooms. Plus ourselves. We want to keep it small so we can get into the good restaurants and take a small bus because you know how small those city streets are. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there. Um, so the best way to find information is to go to my own Facebook page. Uh, and there you'll see the event. So it's May 3rd to the 11th. I think we only have two, two s- room for two couples left. So. Mm. And Tony's thinking about hamon and yeah. olives. Yeah. And Tony, can we be a uh, couple and go on that? Yeah. Sherry yeah. and... Goes on and I on. know, it's mm. such a yeah. wonderful Paolo country. Paolo Cortado. Yeah, I oh, have it. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> it's so great to catch up with you. Living High Off the Hog and uh, Set for the Holidays, available in uh, bookstores. Everywhere. Uh, as you say, go and have a look at them and then order them online. You have to lug them around. Yep. I like that. Or support your local bookseller, exactly. too. Yeah, that's Important. good. They need to buy ham, too. Or, sh- <laughs> or sometimes I just ship them directly to my friends so I don't have to wrap them. Because <laughs> I'm a pretty busy guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, thanks for dropping by today. It's great to see you in Vancouver. Uh, did you? Are you the stained glass cookie person? Uh, I do make them, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I was watching that the other day. Oh, okay. And uh, I was mesmerized by the uh, the, the little uh, flower buds or whatever. The that, window that, panes. That <laughs> have to dry. For yeah. I was thinking, I want to eat that. Now i got to wait till they get hard or something. And I'm going, What oh, you didn't man. see is how I cracked the corner of my cooktop when I was playing with that smashing recipe at home, the smashing the candies. Oh, wow. no. Yeah. Not with that meat cleaver that yeah. you talk about in your book. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. that yeah. was it. Oh, wow. A right lot on. of weapons there. You'll see these pair on, uh, on the Food Network. They're all over the place. Thanks so much. Uh, have a great holiday season. You Thank too. Thank you so much. Great to see you. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Hi, this is Duncan from Hillside Winery and Bistro. I invite you to experience the finest that Naramata Bench has to offer. Terroir to table cuisine 
handcrafted wines made exclusively from Naramata grown grapes. Delight your senses as you sit back, slow down, and savor our locally inspired food and wine. Enjoy a fresh take on dining with the Bistro's new shared plate menu. Come discover and taste the difference at Hillside Winery and Bistro, located in the heart of the Naramata Bench, just minutes from Penticton. Kalmana Family Estate Winery reminds you that it's time to join the 2019 Fellowship and reap the rewards. Kalmana's Fellowship not only brings people together through their love of Kalmana wines, it also features exclusive benefits only available to members, like access to the number series, Kalmana's small lot program, as well as unreleased library and rare wines from their portfolio. For details, visit kalmana.ca. Kalmana Family Estate Winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and science. GizmondiOnWine.com, BC's destination for finding great wine at all price points. With their easy-to-use search engine of over 30,000-plus tasting notes, you can find the wines you want by price, points, and more. Bookmark GizmondiOnWine.com for the new notes posted daily, each with a photo of the label. Get new ideas and find great buys with seasonal and weekly top 10 wine lists, original stories, and videos. If wine matters to you, join us at GizmondiOnWine.com. Follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GizmondiOnWine.com. Mondi on wine. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Hello, I'm Tony Gizmondi with Casey Wilson. Today on the show, we are home for the holidays, uh, but we picked out some of our favorite discussions of the year to help celebrate the season. And uh, really, one of one of the best times we had was a conversation when we reconnected with our longtime friend uh, that many of you know, Barbara Jo McIntosh. Remember Barbara Jo McIntosh with her uh, books to cook store? Uh, we had a fantastic chat with her about her latest passion. You won't believe it. She's an innkeeper and the owner of Maison de Meaux in France. And she's in the, uh, I don't know, is it, it's not the B&B business, is it the Jeet business, or what, what kind of business is it in France? <laughs> well, I call it a guest house. Okay. I'm trying to call it Madame M's boarding house, uh, but, but nobody... be careful with that. Yeah, nobody's uh, thinking that's a good idea, but a guest house in the sense that people don't come for one or two nights, they come mm. for five nights. And they become very much a part of, of the, the house. house. Yeah. And, you know, there's lots of meals shared together, cooked together. Yeah. Great to see you. Was this, has this been a dream or did it just happen? Or why did you decide to pack up and go to France and open a guest house? Well, uh, you know, it, it, it wasn't a dream as such. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've had a love affair with France since 1983. And I've been going a lot in, in the past years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been going to this particular town for quite a while because I was renting a house from friends. I would go for my holiday, but I had no desire to buy a house. Um, but one day I was having a drink with some (laughs) people and they were talking about the house across the street. Madame Baron had died and the family was going to sell it. And somebody else said, oh, do you have keys? Can we go look at it? And I didn't really care to go look at it, but I thought, oh, what the heck? I'm not going to be... You know, a party pooper. I'll just walk across the street. We walked through the house. It was very dark and and all these rooms. And then we walked out through the courtyard, up the stairs, and I was standing in this garden. Mm. And I fell in love. That was it. And I said, I know what I'm going to do in my next life. 
I mean, I, at this point, I knew that I was going to have to make a change from the book business. Yeah. It, you know, circumstance prevailed, and uh, but I didn't know what that was, and mm. it, it hit me right then and there. I said, I wow. can make this a beautiful garden. I can renovate this house into a guest house. People can come and share the house, and we'll cook together, we'll drink together. And it'll take a couple months to get it all done and <laughs> open. Yes, well, <laughs> I mean, I, d I always knew it would take a little while. Yeah. Um, but I think the most interesting aspect that I didn't realize was the cultural difference yeah. and the language barrier, mm -hmm. how long that would take to get things done. As we say, the French have a different word for everything. They do. <laughs> And, uh, where, and where is this yeah, guest you mentioned, house? Yeah, you mentioned the town, but you didn't say the name, so ah. set it up for us. Well, Le Charité-sur-Loire is in the province of Burgundy. Mm. It's sort of at the, the very west of Burgundy. When you actually cross the bridge to leave Le Charité-sur-Loire, you have left Burgundy. Mm. Um, when I say Burgundy, the Burgundy we tend to think about is Beaune and Pomard and Merceau. I'm about two and a half hours from there. It's yeah. a very big province. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is directly south of Paris, two hours by train. Oh, nice. So easy to get to. Very easy to get to. And, of course, what I love is, is when I get off the train, I just walk eight minutes and I'm, and I'm home. So who's going to this place? Is it uh, Canadians or I've global had, travelers? Or? Well, at this point, I've had Canadians and Americans. I haven't um, put it out further than my, uh, you know, my base here right. as such. I haven't developed... Um, a brand new website. I'm still working with my books to cooks, and if you Google Maison des Mots, mm -hmm. Barbara Joe's Maison des Mots, it'll come up as well. But it, uh, you know, there's so many things to uh, to work about. You know, when you're doing something in a different country. Yeah. So I'm just coming to terms with all of that. Uh, we're speaking with Barbara Jo McIntosh. She's the owner of Maison de Motte uh, in France. And you were struck by the garden. Is the garden in, is it done now? Is it? Oh, no. No, I mean, I, that was something that, that's the end. having never been a gardener, realized that a garden is not done overnight. Uh -huh. um, but I've been working on it. Many things I've planted, you know, for instance, in the very beginning, I planted espalier, two pear and two apple, and, and they Gave fruit this year. Oh, wow. It was wonderful. That's and, great. And I, um, tomatoes, I planted 17 tomato plants this year, and I was eating tomatoes for three months, and that was wonderful. But the dirt, the soil needs to be replenished, so that's what's going to happen. In November, the gardeners will come in and replenish all the soil and um, sort of do some changes and, and do some planting and get it all ready for the spring planting. Mm. Spring in France. Yes, nothing time. like it. And the town's a UNESCO site. Why is that? Well, there's a few reasons. Um, one, there is a cathedral there, which is 800 years old. And it, um, it is on the papal route, the original papal route from Rome to Paris. Mm -hmm. There's a, the cathedral in Bourges, which is uh, sort of about an hour away. And that is probably the most beautiful cathedral in all of France. Mm. And then you would come, so you would have gone to Bourges and then to La Charité. Um, so the town was a very religious town, basically up until the revolution, um, when the church and state separated. It's also um, the walk, the, the Saint-Jacques-Compostelle goes through the town. Mm. So that's been, you know, for a thousand years yeah. or so. Yes, the sure. pilgrims have been walking through. 
um, it also was is called the village of words. There's five towns in France that have had book festivals and word festivals for many years, and and La Charité is one of them. Wow. That sort of fits the theme of Barbara Jo. Well, yes, yeah, definitely. It? When I first went there, I think th- my big attraction was the 16 bookshops. Yeah. Now, there isn't 16 anymore. Um, most of them are, they're all, um, there's one that sells new books, but they are all antique. But of course, you know, people's lives change and um, mostly through death. A lot of the old booksellers have died and their families don't want to run a bookshop. Yeah. So we have three now. So wow. if if I'm staying at your place, do you have a selection of books for me to read while I I'm around? I do indeed. I thought so. I have a lovely selection. I I brought a lot over from Vancouver, and that was the day the the one library was completed with the shelves. Um, opening those boxes and putting the books on the shelves, it it actually made the home for me. Yeah. Because I I really missed my books. Yeah. I and can. and there's a lot of wine in the region, so you wouldn't oh. be missing wine. No. No, we're not missing wine at all. Very about 10-minute drive from Puy-sur-Loire and 25-minute drive from Sancerre. Both, you know, internationally coveted wines. Yeah, and, no kidding. Uh, it's, I'm actually quite spoiled now. You're becoming a Sauvignon Blanc fan. Yes. Although they never talk about Sauvignon no. Blanc. But yes, they don't. Which is so great. Yeah. yeah just and the place. It's absolutely magnificent. And getting to... You know, know some of the wineries now, and uh, which is very fun. Shopping every day, or for food, or every other every day. day. Or, every yeah. day, I go shopping for food. We have a farmers market every Saturday, so I do buy a lot of my vegetables on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But we have three butchers in the town and three bakers, and we have a little grocery store which sells some wonderful things. It sounds so idyllic. A wine shop. And Doesn't it? And, and I can go to Paris like in two hours. In two if hours. I, if yeah, I'm, many people from my town action. go for the day. Yeah. Wow. And women in France, they dress up when they go to the butcher shop. They're usually pretty flirty guys. And I know they, you know, what they package up your, say, would be turkey this weekend here. And they just do a little pat on the package, look you in the eye, you know, and you oh, just yes. had your hair done and, you know, you look, you're you looking great. Well, the thing is, this is the wonderful thing about these shops in, well, in Paris as well, all over France, but especially in the small towns. It's a social outing. Yes. So you do get dressed up to go to the butcher and the baker, and then they have long conversations. And the one thing that I'm so impressed by is nobody will hurry you along. If you're talking, they will not look over your shoulder if you haven't finished paying to get the next customer. customer, They wait for you to completely finish. They say au revoir, bonjourne, and off you go, and then... Bonjour to the next person. The best. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we don't want to run out of time. So if we want to go, what what should we do? We go to the website. How long could we stay? Or what, what's our choices? How what, many what's the best? guest rooms do you have in the guest yes, house? So I have, yeah. Well, I have three guest rooms, each with their own facilities. And then I have a, in the, a little house in the back, which is uh, self-contained in hmm. the sense that it has a little stove and fridge. So you go with another couple or friends, there's enough room for six oh, yes. people or something yeah, like that? Yeah, six people with three couples. And, yeah. um, you know, a lot have had four friends, five friends come and, and share. And Are you cooking for them? I am cooking for them. Oh. Not, you know, 24-7, basically. But yeah. we cook together a lot for the evening meal. Oh, that sounds great. And, you know, some nights we just have a paro which is a substantial apparel, and then breakfast every day. 
substantial apparel. I like that. <laughs> yes. I like that. I do too. Well, it's very popular with the people that have been out on excursions all day. They might have had lunch. Yeah. And um, when they come back and everybody gets together and talks about their various excursions and, you know, wine and substantial apparel so sure fits the bill. what should I do? Like, sh if, should I go to Paris and get a car and drive or go to Paris and get the train and can I get a car near you or how you would that work? You can get a car near me. Yeah. Um, I suggest that as a rule. If you're coming as a couple, uh, sharing, getting a car from Charles de Gaulle is not a bad thing because yeah. you've got some help. On your own, it's a bit tricky. Yeah. So the people that come on their own, I always suggest take the Take you the know, train. Take the train from Garibarce right down, and I meet you at the train. And if you want to rent a car, we can do so right in my little town. Okay. I, I can't like wait to go. Barbara Jo, what do you miss about Vancouver? Well, quite frankly, I miss the rain. Wow. Who would have thought that? I Well, I've been born and raised here. I'm, I'm a rain person. I mean, uh, you know, Vancouver is still, you know, my home. Mm -hmm. um, but um, it's... The weather is beautiful over there, and I've become very attached to the warmth, more so than I ever thought I would be. But um, I do miss the rain, mm. and I sort of go out and dance <laughs> when well, it starts to rain. Welcome back. It's been raining for the last six <laughs> weeks, so uh, it's uh, you know it's good for the skin. That's what we say. It's about all it's good for. I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, and the farms. Uh, okay, so. Uh, Maison de Mot, but uh, people can go to books to books cooks, to cooks yes. dot com to get yes. all the information, sign up or whatever, or send you a note or yes. I always I just ask them to That's, email me if yeah. they're interested, and I'll send them more information. Seems like the kind of thing that where you'd want to correspond with you to. Oh yes, to well get, I'm to get the feel. And I've, I've um, always enjoyed that. I enjoyed that about the bookshop having people call yeah. to book for events and. Uh, you really got to know your your and folks. You won't be language challenged when uh, you ask where we can go or what can we do. Uh, That's Barbara right. Joe can sort you Doesn't out. I uh, can certainly your, sort you in, out in English, anyways, <laughs> and uh, maybe help you with your French. Are you taking French lessons I at am. all? Yes, I am. As well, yes. is that helpful more oh, than yes. just talking to people? Or it, well, I find because I really want to learn correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, talking to people, I'm getting very good at listening and understanding, and still a bit shy to speak. In a crowd, right? One on one, I'm very good, but but uh, I I do want to learn the correct way. Sound like me, Barbara Joe. So great to see you. Oh, it's wonderful to be here. Yeah, welcome and to back. See you both and uh, stick around a bit, three or four weeks, five weeks, and then you're back to uh, yes, France. I'm back to France. Nice. Keep well. Thank you. We've been speaking with Barbara Joe McIntosh. She's the owner of Maison de Mot uh, in uh, Charité sur Loire in France. You can check it all out on the website at Books to Cooks. Com. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Every once in a while, something new comes along that makes us sit up and take notice. It might be a song, an app, it could even be a new way to enjoy a special evening out. In the coming days, you'll be hearing about a stellar addition to the West Kelowna Wine Trail. Something different. 
something unique, something delicious. Keep listening for more news and remember, good things come to those who wait. And the best is yet to come. Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's organic ambassador program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi with Casey Wilson. Uh, you know, we have been picking some of our favorite moments of the year uh, for playback. And by the way, speaking of playback, you can uh, listen to the show anytime now. Uh, just go to your favorite uh, podcast provider and you'll find us very easily under the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, actually under BCFW Radio. Uh, now, today, we wanted to share this conversation that we had with Krista Lee McWaters. Of course, uh, Krista Lee, the daughter of Harry McWaters, who passed away earlier this year, uh, an icon in the Okanagan. She's running Time Winery and Evolve uh, out of the downtown, the old downtown theater in Penticton. We caught up with her at Save on Foods in White Rock, and here's that conversation. Krista Lee, how are you? I'm great, Tony. <laughs> how are you? Great to have you here from uh, Time Winery. And... Uh, uh, we, before we start, uh, Steve, you're back. <laughs> yeah, Steve Moriarty's back. He's the director of wines. We're going to have a quick toast, Steve. Uh, thanks, Tony. Uh, my pleasure today is, is that part of the success of all of our wine stores was based on the fantastic help and assistance guidance that we got from our great friend Harry McWaters. And uh, we have his uh, picture with us today. And I know Harry's not with us today, but he's with us in spirit. Every mm-hmm. time we pour a glass of wine in our store, um, he's, he's, a, he's a part of that. And I'd like to offer a toast uh, in, in, in recognition of uh, the, great, uh, the, great, the great friendship that we had with Harry, the guidance that we got from him, and, and especially Crystal Lee being with us today. I'd like to offer the toast in yeah. uh, the best of this year and uh, all the best in the, in the next years. But uh, we remember Harry and uh, we say thanks. Thank to you. Harry. Thank you. Cheers. And in the, in the Harry tradition, Crystal Lee drove down today on the Coquihalla. I, I don't know. Yep. How many times have you driven <laughs> down that road? Uh, you know what? I have not counted. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, this, uh, you know, it seems like Christmas for sure. Uh, I know that my dad and our entire team spent a lot of December tastings in particular at Savon uh, Tasting Bars. So yeah. uh, it, feels, it feels like home week. And, uh, Crystal Lee, what has the impact been um, in the wine business in British Columbia? That Save On Save Foods on. has been part of. Oh, it's huge. You know, it's really uh, allowed the consumer to, you know, access VQA wines easier because as they're shopping, then they've got a great selection. Save On has the best selection of British Columbia VQA wines anywhere in the world. So, mm-hmm. um, and what, what better to go with the amazing local foods that they represent than our local wines? Yeah, and it's easy to buy wine by the bottle as mm-hmm. well. Or by the case. Yeah, but well, by the case, <laughs> of course. We like that. But uh, I should say a mixed case. You can easily just wander around by a bunch of different wines. Uh, 
So I like that. I, we just toasted uh, Harry, but we toasted him with a wine that's aptly named Evolve because the winery will continue to evolve even without Harry. Oh. Uh, in fact, with you in charge. Uh, and, and Evolve is part of that. Uh, there were, you made an announcement. Maybe people don't quite understand what's going on. Evolve has moved over to time. Is that? We have, yeah. So Evolve was located in Summerland, uh, yeah. but it was actually a leased property. So right. our lease expired, and uh, one of the first decisions I guess I, I made after <laughs> taking over from my father was, was, uh, up. <laughs> was uh, figuring out where our team was. So yeah. bringing them all under one roof. So we've moved Evolved to uh, the same facility as Time right downtown Penticton. So yeah. we're at 361 Martin Street uh, in the old Penmar movie theater. Yeah, so. that's fantastic. And Steve, there's a real bonus when you bring someone like Crystal in to taste wines with, your, with the grocery shoppers here. Well, as, you know, so as, we, as we evolve no pun in That's there. Good, <laughs> as we evolve as wine retailers, uh, I think part of the uh, integrity or the the, the, the the authority, I would say, that comes with uh, celebrities like Krista Lee or previously, uh, like she talks about an entire family being here, this is a tremendous amount of credibility to our winemaking and wine selling kind of relationship. The winemakers to the wine sellers, we think that's very important. And to have uh, folks like Krista Lee come along who can talk passionately and emotionally about about what, what goes into a bottle is is literally priceless to our consumers. Yeah. Hey, we're speaking with uh, Krista Lee McWater. She's the president and CEO at Encore Vineyards. Of course, that's Evolve and Time uh, Winery. And we're live today at Save on Foods in uh, White Rock in the Semiamu Shopping Centre. What kind of feedback do you get when you're here? What's different oh. about coming to Save on Foods, opening your wines, and having people drop by to taste? Oh, well, the response is phenomenal. You know, I, it always surprises me how many people are still surprised to see it in the stores. You know, there there are <laughs> not a lot within <laughs> British Columbia that have it. Um, but I'm I'm surprised where they do their grocery shopping regularly. We didn't just pop up no. here overnight so um but the response is phenomenal and then there's always such great um response and great deals when you're tasting there's you know you get vouchers off of the wine you purchase six bottles you get 10 percent off you purchase a case you get an extra ten dollars off so it's just a great place to really try some british columbia wines that maybe you haven't tried before because number one they're delicious and number two they're great value so well, we were talking with uh, Daryl Jones earlier, the president, about how uh, perhaps uh, grocery has sharpened the retail uh, business for wineries as well, learning more about retail because, you know, frankly, the retail business has never been at the forefront of wine in B.C. Uh, only a very few proprietors run it the way retail it should is, be It run. is very, yeah, it's a well, different like, uh, experience for sure. For me as a yeah, winery owner, I love the feedback that you get from the consumer. I mean, we do tastings at other stores as well, and yeah. obviously wine festivals, and you know, people always love to give you their opinion. Yeah. Um, but there seems to be a different, I don't know, with the grocery. Yeah, what have you learned from purchaser. grocery versus the LDB store? Like the difference in it's a lot more of when they drink the the wine, so the occasion. So what are they having it with? What you know? What yeah. is it a party? Is it the special dinner that they're yeah. having? Is it just because it's Tuesday and they're yeah. they you know and they're buying food so they can match exactly. Right on and the so spot. that's really nice when you actually you know you look in their basket and you can see that they have you know yeah. some great cheeses and so you can recommend the wines right there. Whereas in a different store, you maybe 
well, you guessing know, what they're it's having. It's not intimidating. It's, a, it's casual, and it's just, they're out grocery shopping. Exactly. And I think it's wonderful. Yeah, exactly. And you sit on the, uh, well, you're the chair of the board of directors for the BC Wine Institute. I am. Congratulations so on that. Thank Tell you. us, what do you do there? Oh, well, I get the amazing uh, honor of representing all British Columbia BC VQA wines. So it's uh, it's pretty exciting. It's The industry is exploding. Exploding. The wines have never tasted better. Um, you know, it's so, I'm so lucky to and be honored to be able to represent all of the wineries. Yep. And the press hasn't been better and it's global, so there's a lot of interest. Uh, even though we don't export a lot of wine, we do some specific exporting. Is that something that may happen in the future? A more determined export? Or, uh, BC or is this guy buying, <laughs> buying all the wines? Yeah. You know, export is, we talk about it, it's never going to be a large volume that we export. Yeah. It's going to be more specific markets that we look at. And for the most part, because it's about promoting British Columbia and driving traffic here to the province. So sure. it's also a tourism side of that. Um, we are never going to be a large player on a world scale because we just don't have the land that yep. other regions do oh so yeah, we're tiny we're tiny but yeah. we are amazing quality we punch above so. our weights hey exactly. you're gonna pour some wines today for customers who come by what, what are you are. recommending and what, what's happening with the winery i know the shipping deadlines are either over for the holidays or close and you also have uh, hours that you'll be open right through until christmas yeah for us at the winery we're open right through we're gonna take christmas day and boxing day off but other than that we're open right through okay so come and visit us in penticton today you know we've poured the effervescence because you know we're well i'm all about sparkling a lot of people <laughs> think okay we're going into the holiday season this is the time to drink bubble i drink yep. bubble every single day so uh we might as well have gotten the day started already so you are the only chair of the bc <laughs> wine institute that started the wine business at seven years of age <laughs> I think uh, you that were growing grapes, right? Yes, I uh, made my first wine when I was nine. So. That is mm -hmm. amazing. Like you and Daryl Jones are just lifers eh, in yeah, the business. Yeah, exactly. Well, when you do what you love, it's, you know... It's yeah. not work. It's not work. So I know, though. You never lifestyle. stop. But I noticed your award-winning Riesling. Maybe not this vintage, but the mm -hmm. previous one. I haven't yes. seen the, the latest, but I see it on the shelf here. It's such a fantastic wine. Can you tell it me is. where that Riesling comes from? Absolutely. So our uh, 2017 won yeah. Best Wine in British Columbia uh, at the Okanagan Wine Festival, BC Best of Varietal. And we source that fruit from Kelowna. So it's okay. a little farther north. Yeah. So you get sort of that, you know, um, minerality, a little more lime. More stone. Lift. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's pretty special and perfect going into the holiday season. Um, you know, it's just got a touch of residual sugar. Amazing with yeah. turkey dinner or wine. just yeah. On its own. Give us so three wines you're going to have on your Christmas table. Bubble, bubble, and more bubble. There yeah, you bubble go. I like it. <laughs> and that's about that's about all the time we had. So that was. You great. got an extra chair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Krista Lee, thanks so much for joining us today and for dropping by here at Save On Foods in uh, the Semiamu. Uh, I know you're going to pour some wines for the shoppers today, so mm -hmm. maybe you'll glean a little more info and take it back with you to exactly. uh, the Okanagan. Great Thank to see you. Thank you so much. Great to see you as yeah. well, and happy holidays. Yeah, Thank Steve, you. thanks for performing the toast. And, uh, My uh, pleasure. Now you're, I know you're going to hit her up for some Riesling or something. I'm Absolutely. sure this is your job, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods.
The holidays, a time to enjoy good fellowship with family and friends, and the perfect time for Tinhorn Creek and Miradoro Restaurant to offer you their best wishes. Celebrate New Year's Eve in style at Miradoro with a special four-course gourmet menu crafted by Chef Jeff and his team, and a complimentary toast at midnight to start 2020. Plus, pick up your 2020 Canadian Concert Series early bird passes available at the wine shop or online, and get all four concerts for the price of three. Full details at tinhorn.com. And get married in the land of Ing at Watermark Beach Resort in Osuyas. Beachfront on Osuyas Lake, Canada's warmest lake. One stop for all your wedding dreams. Gorgeous lakefront suites at Watermark Beach Resort for you, your family, and your friends. Farm to table South Okanagan cuisine. Dining and whining, laughing and celebrating deep in wine country. <laughs> Connect today. Weddings at watermarkbeachresort.com. Barb Holler, owner of Poplar Grove Winery in the Okanagan. When I look out over our vineyards, I think of the potential. The potential for improvement. How can I do things differently? How can I be more sustainable? How can I do things that improve viticulture practice? And bottom line, how can it improve the wine? Poplar Grove, available at private fine wine stores. Join the wine club at poplargrove.ca. Please enjoy responsibly. Join BC Food and Wine Radio at the 42nd Vancouver International Wine Festival, February 27th to 29th. Advance tickets for International Festival Tastings, Delta Airlines Tasting Lounge, and Gold Passes are on sale now. For a free International Festival Tasting ticket worth up to $115, choose from four sessions. Book a downtown hotel via stayvancouverhotels.com by February 13th. Details are at vanwinefest.ca. Limited supply, so book now. And to win tickets to the Friday evening tasting, listen to this station. Come see Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson talking with international and BC vine stars in the tasting room at the Vancouver International Wine Festival. Don't wine and drive. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Uh, Casey and I are running full out. Uh, actually, we're home for the holidays and sharing some of our uh, favorite interviews this year. Christine Coletta is up next. Uh, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Casey and I both met Christine at the Park Royal Hotel during a salmon and Pinot Gris event. Oh, a few years ago, at least two or three or 30. Uh, <laughs> and Christine Coletta has been going... Ever strong in the BC wine industry, of course. Now she's a co-owner of Haywire Winery and Okanagan Crush Pad, uh, and has one of the coolest biodynamic projects uh, in the Okanagan Valley. Stick around and listen to a true pioneer talk about the business of wine in British Columbia. Enjoy our chat now. Welcome to the show. Thank you for I'm having me. Trying to me. recover from that. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like riding her? You you've got a big crew. Like how many people work for you now? People think it's like a little winery, but it's busy, isn't it? Yeah, we actually have about forty five employees. Wow. So um, my job uh, involves a lot more HR than it used to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we're making this year about forty two thousand cases of wine in the facility. And, and uh, how many hectares are you farming? Well, I'm still an acre girl. We own four hundred acres, and we have a hundred acres planted. Of vines wow. right now. Wow. And eight acres of organic vegetables, which yeah. is my particular soft spot for the entire and or property. And organic uh, vines, too. So. All, all of our 
vines are organic certified, yeah. and the wineries are organic certified as well. What do you think about people when they say, oh, well, we're organic, but we're not certified? Does that drive you nuts? It or? does. I mean, do the work. It's, uh, it's a little bit of paperwork. It's a registration. You get to use the uh, certification logo on the back of yeah. the wine. It's well worth it. And you it. get inspected. You do, and I think people are more and more looking for organics, and they want to know that there's truth in labeling. And, Absolutely. Uh, and we need to do the work to uh, to take that extra step. Steve, is that big uh, organic wine here? Is it growing with your customers? Absolutely, and, and I think I've shared this before, is that I predicted there will be a time, <coughs> a time in the future where the consumer will expect it to be organic, and the yeah. question won't be, is it organic? It's why isn't it organic? Oh. I, I yes. think that's a trend that's... And Coming. tell me, what was it like when uh, Chris Coletta connected with Steve Moriarty? Uh, well, I won't say the earth changed, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I changed. And uh, I credit uh, with Chris with a, a lot of the pioneers in the, in the British Columbia wine industry of helping us develop an insight to, to, to how this, this industry works. And uh, I, learned, uh, I learned an awful lot the first time I visited uh, uh, the, the Crush Pad Winery. And I, I think I shared with you earlier, this is, that was the first time I ever saw wine being being made in a concrete egg right and up till then if you'd have told me that there was such a thing uh, you know I'd, I'd have questioned a few things but uh and chris took the time spent the effort and uh, showed me as a newbie to the wine industry what kind of innovation and what kind of opportunities they were developing right. and i think that's truly truly spectacular and why would you make wine in a concrete egg well, Chris. our consulting winemaker, Alberto Antonini, likes to say that it's a beautiful, natural environment mm -hmm. um, for yeast and uh, good bacteria to live, uh, whereas stainless steel is sort of cold and um, dead, according to yes. Alberto. <laughs> and why aren't eggs round? Because eggs are oval, right? So yes. it's... Yeah, it's, it's just a beautiful place to make wine. Uh, what we love about them is that they... They take up less space than barrels. They act the same way as mm -hmm. barrels do, and um, they're easy to manage, and you don't have to rotate them out of your inventory every seven years. And where do you buy them? Uh, we buy ours in Italy, and they come over on freight. Wow. Dirt cheap. Yeah. Well, they're actually not... <laughs> is the price coming the, down? Or? The price is not that different to buying stainless steel. The, okay. the, the added cost is the shipping. Yeah. And so one, but once they're there, they're there. They're there forever. And they're breathable. And they're uh, actually they, the, all of your wines. It's part of your wine philosophy is to let the fruit uh, come through, let the terroir show. Yes. And concrete seems to be a really good vessel for that. Yes, we like to have minimal uh, intervention on our wines. We like to let them take their own path. I guess it's like having a child, as long as it's a good child doing well yeah. in school with good marks. <laughs> you uh, let, it, let it be. Exactly. You didn't stop there, though. You have amphora. You've got uh, huge barrels. You have untoasted barrels. And you have a massive wall of concrete, too, which is really yes. cool in the back of the winery. And mm -hmm. for sparkling wine, you have some of the finest Italian equipment that you use mm -hmm. to make Prosecco-style sparkling wine, too. So. Yes, we're not light on equipment. No. And I keep asking our chief winemaker, Matt Dumaine, anything else on the yeah. uh, need list? And he says, oh, no, no, this is it. And then he always comes, comes up, up with about with five or six other <laughs> items that Poor he old needs. Matt. I saw a hairy picture of him online whining yes. about the vintage, how tough it was, and how tired he was. And He's tired. It, it was a tough one, eh? It all came in at once. Yeah. And uh, we're very happy with what has come in the cellar. But it was a little frantic getting it in the door. Mm. It was uh, full on. 
but he's going to Maui for a little break. Wow. Well, well lucky good. him. He'll look yeah. like a new person when he comes and back. And I love what you brought because, and also looking at Steve's wearing a rosé shirt, mm-hmm. and we've got a couple of bubbles here in rosé. Yes, we do. And these were made for Savon. That's right. Yes, we have the Rambling Wine Series, which we introduced a few years ago. And uh, I think uh, it was Michelle at the Pemberton uh, store was harassing us endlessly for sparkling wine. And so we approached Steve with the idea of adding a sparkling wine to the lineup of red, white, and rosé. And, uh, and it was just released and came into the stores uh, a little while ago. Very tasty. We just had a chance to go at it. Uh, this is a label uh, designed for Save on Foods? It is, yes. Yeah. And uh, Steve and his team had a big hand in designing the label. And uh, the idea is that they're playful, fun, approachable, uh, celebratory, and... Uh, um, I think that's the beauty of what Savon does is that, that it it brings uh, new people to wine into the category, mm-hmm. starts them off at an approachable level so they can experiment and learn. And then if you look around the selection in the store here, there's uh, all sorts of places to trade up. We, and and that, that, I think, is the beauty of this model. Yeah. We've been talking a bit on the show about how how Savon affects your business or how what you've learned from Savon from retailing here. Uh, you're a pretty sharp retailer. Have you learned from grocery some things that you didn't know about this business? Well, this is a completely different model and new to us uh, as a wine industry. And uh, I think a lot of us were nervous that it was going to be a race to the bottom. Mm-hmm. But nothing but the opposite has occurred. Uh, what we see is people, you know, as I said, they come in, they experiment, they learn about a variety, they learn about a style. And then over time, uh, talking to the staff here, getting some confidence, they start to trade up. And you see that going on all around the store. It's a wall of BC wine. You don't really see that anywhere, that selection. It's quite, to me, it's startling to go down a row and see so many wineries side by side with all their, not all their products, but a good selection of their product. Well, and the beautiful thing about it is that the original VQA stores were in very sort of remote, small spaces. Yeah. Exactly. And now we've just sort of brought them out into the open, mm-hmm. and here they are in a glorious, beautiful central location mm-hmm. in this store in a um, thriving little community of and White how, Rock. How difficult was it to come up with a name? Like, it's not easy. So your Savon brand is called Rab- Ramblin', Ramblin Rose. And Ramblin' Bubbles and Ramblin' White. There's no G on that word. You know what? You just have to go through the uh, process of Googling and trademark searches yes. to find names. It is not easy. And I'll a few bottles you. of wine. Were you both involved in the name? Absolutely. Yes. <coughs> yeah. Absolutely. And we had a lot of fun. And, and uh, Chris already mentioned about, about, the, about the label. That's one of the most uh, inviting components of this particular wine. Is yes, it, it is. It represents young, fun and uh, enjoyment and all the things that go good with a good bottle of rosé and again this year this is well on its way to being our best-selling rosé really again that's amazing christine uh, holidays are coming what happens at the winery do you close up are you busy are you shipping wine are the dates passed or what how does it work we we do close um and uh, because our facility is so tight it uh, we become a um, production facility and it's not very safe for guests right but we do a lot of um, off-site um, tastings. tastings. I know that my crew has been in the Savon stores. I think we've done 12 uh, in the last little while. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. More to come. And uh, it's about going out and seeing the consumer and meeting them where they are shopping. 
We don't have a lot of time. Is there a Save on Wine Club? I've, I've been dying to ask you that question. Every or... member who has a Save on More reward card is okay. a member of our wine club. Okay, that's a great answer. Yeah. Uh, well, you're going to pour some wine today uh, here in the store. With the, you've got a, a selection of the Ramblin' wines, mm-hmm. and uh, and I noticed some other uh, Haywire wines on the shelf too. So you uh, you've got your work cut out for you. Uh, have you got your shopping done? Or? I yes, I don't yes. buy gifts. You don't buy gifts. No, That's a great way no. to go. No, yeah. but you should. You I'm should very happy. <laughs> pick up the dessert tray. That looks really. Doesn't good. it look good? That Forty squares, good. great price. I might have to go get one of those. Yes. Yeah. Thanks so much, Chris. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming me. in. Great to have you. Thank you. Uh, I'm Anthony Gizmondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Have a great weekend. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.